Good evening. Today is September 26, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is into action, step 11, and our speaker tonight is Gunnett. And I hope I pronounced your name correctly. No problem, Maureen. Thank you. It's actually Gunit, but it's not an Gunit. easy one to know. Gunit. Okay. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you, Carla, for asking me to be here. I selfishly chose this week because that 11th step, oh boy, has my higher power blessed me to work it in action in probably ways that step four as an inventory and resentments couldn't do the way that God himself could do for me in that 11th. Um, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, talk about humility. Thank you. I was watching the clock and I had so many different to do's to do that I realized it's five o'clock. I need to run. <laughs> and so, so grateful to everyone giving service and being here tonight. Um, and it is, you know, it is part of probably my 11th, the, the part about pride and shame where I just want to be better than and perfect and this and that. And because I want to hold it on top of other people's heads and I'm better than, and when you do something to me, don't you realize that you do it to me? Cause I'm better, you know, and all of it. And it's just, I am one of, and uh, I get to always swallow my humbling and that's actually a lot better, a lot better in swallowing all that perfectionism and just being free and seeing what a power greater than myself can bring in that 11th. Just to briefly qualify, um, very grateful through, through the miracle, through the miracle of a higher power bringing all of you into my life um, a second at a time and things that I could not even imagine, like on a meeting when I walked in and I knew nothing about this. I knew nothing about 12 steps. I knew nothing about addiction. And I heard somebody say, oh, the holidays went by and I never touched this or that and it didn't even occur to me to eat it. And I dropped the f-bomb in a way that I don't think I had ever dropped an f-bomb like I was shocked out of my mind what do you mean it didn't even occur to you to touch that and eat it and I mean that you know I mean the diet would always start the next day it would never start like on a holiday and you mean to tell me it didn't even occur to you to even touch that and eat it and you just walked on by or something so that's why I say it, 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 it opened a door God opened a door that I just I, I didn't think it was possible I, I just it didn't even occur to me that something like that could ever be and behind it behind it the existence of a life beyond anything that I could put together behind it was something like you get to experience something beyond the taste of this or the money out there 
or getting my way, my better than, my this, my, you know, the whole, uh, and I didn't realize it. And, you know, so thank you. Thank you for holding my hand for over 12 years now, a minute at a time, a second at a time. Uh, I, I forget the number of years that, or the minutes that have been put together by the grace of literally the 11th step, bringing myself into action with others and just doing what something greater than myself loves me enough to do where I don't even want to say the words to do because my will will not like it, you know, and that's the simple truth of it all. But I forget the number because, and the only reason I do get reminded is because when I lead a meeting, I'm so blown out by that to say, it ain't me. But just like how shocked I was when some somebody said, oh, this went by. Do you mean it occurred to me to have this and that? So it's not so much about the food, as miraculous as it sounds. It's looking at the 11th, such through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. There are so many words and I still constantly be working on those because I very much came from a background of faith and I love my religion but in this 11th step I learned it, it talks about it in the AA 12 and 12 when I was working it we hope that you will go back to it in your religion or so forth in a newfound way I get chills I get chills when I say it because I came in now why was I couldn't work the spiritual part of this program or a work in progress every single time. And definitely it took maybe about a year because I'm like, my whole life I believed in God. I love God. I know God loves me. So why, you know, it took about a year for some shame to go away for me to get honest and say, when I look at the word God, why does it bother me? I realized because I'm associating it with a lot of judgment. Now, everything I say is just my understanding of it, my desire of wanting to work the spiritual program, my understanding. So take with it what you like. Please keep your understanding. Keep that going. That is super the most important thing, you know. But I was like, what? Because I realized I'm playing God. I'm playing God based on old ideas. I'm playing God of a judgment, of a good girl, bad girl, and of one that expects me to self-sacrifice. Why did the traditions bother me? The common good, oh, well, that means, you know, I need to self-sacrifice for everybody else. I never understood that his will for me is to want me to be happy, to just be one up to really just let 
that power manage. Now, like I said, this was so different, so new. Didn't know anything about this. And I walk in and thank God of God's, there's a miracle that gets me to walk in, to even just walk in, even when I don't have an open mind and I'm just confused out of my mind and just like, what's going on? But you got me at hello when you said, hey, I didn't have to eat this or that and so forth. That's impossible. It's like speaking the foreign language of Pluto. I don't understand. What do you mean you walked on by and didn't touch it? That's just, you know. But when I realized behind it was a spiritual bankruptcy. Why am I trying to pretend to eat that thing to fill the hole? And I know it's not getting full. It's starting to taste like ashes. And that was I say this, this disease in recovery is the greatest gift. I'm like, you loved me so much to make me work through so much hell of misunderstandings, of misrelationships, of crap on crap on crap on crap. And I tried to disguise it as crap on toast, but you know, it's just, just a lot of insanity there. And I'm like, I have no clue about this 11, the praying only for his knowledge of his will and the power to get, that's what got me to stick around for step one. I realized I'm confused over everything and my life is effing unmanageable. It is unman. So when I started to really, and this has come through the years, when I just a little bit now, maybe like a year or so ago, I started to realize when somebody said to me, and God bless her, I think back when I was working that fourth step with my sponsor, and I said, all this doubt in the higher power of my understanding. And she said, well, then you're still in your self-will because you're still in doubt. And I was, because <gasps> what did I really want? I just wanted the freedom to stop confusing guilt and God, the two Gs all the time, and to just go about my life and trust in that gorgeous chapter of we agnostics, that logic doesn't have to always make sense. Two plus two can equal infinite love if I just let it. It doesn't have to equal four. My diet and calories club is not going to mean if I give it up, I'm going to turn into fat or thin or this. Or... I just want to believe that I can live in Go for the limitless possibilities that nobody ever said were possible, that nobody ever said, hey, Ganit, what's in your heart? God knows what was buried there behind my crazy food situations. And just live and trust. Could that be his will? And it takes the desperation that it takes for me to finally be desperate, just like walking into a place I never knew, never heard of, never thought was like feeling like I'm betraying God himself because, hey, God's loved me my whole life. He's given me a life that I never thought was possible. I had 
worked my way through grad school. I'm like a first generation of hardworking parents who tried to give me a life beyond. Well, why can't I do this food thing, you know? And it's like the other chapter in the big book that says the lawyer, the baker, the this guy and that guy. And I am just as that. In fact, if I say, if you got a little less intellectuality than I do, congratulations, you're a little bit closer to freedom than I was, you know, because that's really my desire is like stay stupid and keep on moving keep on moving i mean the understood and praying only for knowledge of his will Kanit, try to live the joy in the moment i got the rest and the power to thank you that was 10 thank you clarissa I got the rest to carry it out my desire to believe in that we agnostics Oh my God, could I actually spend this when I'm not sure how the calculations would work out? And a person who spiritually I was attracted to said, well, why not? And it was like that we agnostics, that the, the, the plane didn't have to know how to fly and put the flight together and it flew. And it's like, <gasps> there's an inkling in there. Now, there's also that part in the big book in Four Awakening. Hey, you know, I mean, it's kind of new. So maybe we're going to stumble along the ways before we really realize it and things like that along the way. So patience and pause is still a work in progress for me along the ways here. But so's, so's the belief that if I could come into a place that I had never heard of, nobody ever talked to me about in my upbringing but yet when the time was right an angel outside of my small world and it wasn't small then it was a big world to me it was it was like my whole world but an angel drops outside of my world and carries a message and I'm like willing to listen even when my intellect my upbringing my everything says, oh, hell no, what the hell am I doing here? But if that power could open a doorway to something that I never thought was possible and to open an eyes to a problem I never thought I had, because for God's sakes, everybody's on a diet. It's no big deal. It's just food. But then why am I at the peak of my life and I got my whole life ahead of me and I'm trying to pretend it's fine and just have this and have that and be happy because you have nothing to be sad over. But yet I'm open enough to admit I just taste them like ashes. The, the things that I want to buy aren't going to do it. Just want to die. And that power got me to say that. And as hard as that is, thank goodness. Because it's like, if I always recognize this, not always in the moment, because it's pretty much despairful, but after the hurdle. Thank goodness. It's just like writing the inventory and all the pain and the suffering and the old ideas and everything. And it's like that power got me to say that, meaning that power 
really has so much love for me and wants me to say it to see it's time to let that part go because it got something else. Now, the part of going back to him in a newfound way. See, every misunderstanding, and there's no way I could say it in the next five minutes or so forth that I had, but every relationship that played God, every idea of religion that I had, and the willingness to say the last house on the, bl the blessing of the willingness, I don't have it, the blessing of the, let's get that, I mean, you know, I really, my little mind is a pretty self-willed place i want it my way you know i mean and it's like the blessing of the willingness to say that this is the last house on the block the one of my understanding would not have me trapped in these old ideas and self-sacrifice and dare to say how dare i say i want that out loud shame on me that kind can own the last house on the block means beyond the food to me. It's like that power better be real because there's no nothing other than that. Death is easier. Bondage is freaking hell. It's hell. And I used to say this too. I'm like prisoners who have committed the worst crimes in the world have more freedom than I do in the trapped cages that I'm in right now. That's what happens when you put down the food. But that desire to act, even when the feelings and the thing, you know, mind definitely doesn't match up, but later shows. So when I went back to it in a newfound way, I got to hear these little miracles that I never heard in my own temple. Who's the guruji that you connect with? Hey, there's the power of your understanding. Never heard that before. I got to go to a temple where I took a journey. Thank you, Clarissa, five left. I got to go to a temple where I took a journey in the same religion, but in a new open way. Not the one that I went to with my family. One that I saw all these different cultures come and bow at the same guru. So I don't know what people have been saying my whole life to say, hey, this is one way and that's it. And then I got to stand up and walk through the fear of, I'm going to be all alone. Nobody's ever going to love me if I don't do what they want me to do. And that's going to end up like a homeless person in the shelter. It's worse than that. Guess what? The fear. It's like through the years I'm seeing my higher power say, why do you have to acknowledge that part and ruin the moment? Don't false evidence appearing real. And I got to walk through because the last house on the block, that power better be real because it can't go back to the fakeness of it all. And just to keep a relationship, man, the people that I gave so much power to came to see, I couldn't believe it. But somebody said to me, you want respect? Going to get respect more than you know what to do with. And all I did was my part. His will for us in the past just kind of pretended that that power's real. Keep going about my day. And unbelievable, the strongest of personalities wanted to find out what I had. The, I believe the traditions and the, the, the steps go together. So 11th tradition is the power of attraction. Just went about my way and talk about love and talk about willingness 
to want to go back and serve. Who knew that? I actually cooked food at the wee hours in the morning and served it in temple and stuff that I abstained from. But it's such a sacred service that I just wanted to serve. And I did it for that love. I have a vacation plan happening, but I've rearranged things because there's an opportunity after COVID to host a service at that. Thank you so much, Tuman, at that same temple. I took the journey with, and I really want to be there. And all I did was the little footwork to say, we'd like to host it. I didn't think it was going to happen, but so far God's making it happen. I mean, and it's just like, today was that day. Today is that day of where I, you know, I don't like confrontation. I don't like fear, but every now and then, God knows I need to stand up for me and just let the chips fall where they may. And it's been built up. And I was like, the resentments are going to start and I can't stay present. And I've acknowledged that over the past four days. And it's like beyond my perfect understanding of creating the timing and the control of everything. I had the heart to heart with the boss. Who knows what's going to happen? The power to carry that out. Thank you, higher power. You got to gift me this moment and the results and however feedback comes my way, right? Because I'm powerless over stuff when I take an action towards it. But at the same time, and in the last 10 seconds, I probably have, just like with every relationship, every dollar and everything, Help me let go of the anxiety and the fear part of being a possibility and help me go in with some love because then I can really do thy will and love you and the others that even I have a, an issue going on with. And that's his grace to say issue because I wasn't very nice about it early. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for helping me stay accepting into insanity each day at a time and being sane in somewhat ways. Thank you, Gunique. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept the guidelines in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Uh, so uh, would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes? for each share and announce when time is up. And then the other thing is uh, if a speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Um, Clarissa, you're up first. Um, let me start this. It's kind of, it's kind of mundane, but it's like, I'm at step zero. So any, any feedback or any inspiration or insight that you can offer as far as the initial part of putting down the food would be so grateful. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Um, and thank you for asking that, you know, honestly, uh, it was just, again, the gift of desperation to want to start something like uh, I, I started working with a sponsor and then another food sponsor. And she said, I pretty much she said maybe just for today. And I kind of borrowed her abstinence and plan. And then it was like, that gift of desperation. It wasn't like the diet. It has to start on the perfect day where the moon and the stars align and everything's going to be good because this time I got it. You know, I mean, it would always have to be like this big special thing, like the lunar eclipse or something. That's what the sign is. It's going to work this time. It just didn't, you know, I started it just on a day and it was like just today. And she, I just planned the food that day. She's like, and I I got some help from others where I said, well, I don't know if I should have this or not. I, you know, I mean, am I hungry? Am I not? Cause I'm learning to feel it out. Right. And she said to me, well, you planned it. So you might as well. That simplicity, that simplicity. And that was the beginning of the freedom from perfectionism. And that was the beginning of the discomfort to feel through the freedom from perfectionism in my, but I tell you, I kid you not. That first day, even though it looks like a diet, right? You planned something and you did something and whatever. It was anything but. I still remember the breath of freedom that I felt on that day. And I wasn't alone. So just start from anything. And it's always more than enough. Thank you so much, Guni. Um, and next up is Barbara. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I just want to comment on one thing that uh, keeps going in my head, and that is the line in the big book that says, the things that happen to us when we put ourselves in God's hands and turned over our will were better than what we could have done ourselves. And that really speaks to me because I spent many years doing affirmations. I'm this, I'm that, I'm, you know, and I don't think I was very good at it because I wasn't getting the things that I wanted. So there is a lot of security and freedom in just saying, okay, thy will be done. It's way better than binging. And I've been around in and out of the rooms for a long time. And uh, have some fear about self-trust because I've been here before. Uh, I have a few weeks of abstinence and working with, closely with a sponsor and listening to a lot of recovery, um, reading the big book. Um, so I have some fear, false evidence appearing real. Um, but my sponsor is very supportive and similar to your story. Just for today, the deeper that I get into the program, she promises that one day, you'll just be neutral about the food. It just won't be calling you. So that is a big promise. And if that comes from turning my life and my will over to the care of God and this program, 
um, that will be enough. We say in Hebrew, dayenu, we say that at uh, Passover services, and it means that was enough. And then God gave us more, and that was enough. And um, that's just how I'm feeling today. So anyways, thanks for um, listening and for being here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, would anybody else like to share, or even if you have any questions for Gunit? Chanel? Hi there. Oh, Gunit, I got to hear you once before, and I was so excited to see that you were here tonight again. Um, <laughs> wow. So the 11th step for me, I'm with you on the pause part. I still forget sometimes. I'm great at doing it in the morning and usually pretty good at remembering my when we retire at night. Although I find that I need to do it a ways before bedtime when I'm not tired. <laughs> But um, the pause and pray during the day, I don't always remember that. And when I do, what a payoff. What a huge payoff. Um, I'm curious, when you're working with your sponsees, do you have them start sort of a mini step 11 process early on? Do you talk about that at all? Just you, just your preference, your opinion. I'm curious about that. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. So good to see you too. Um, you know, I, no, I've never really, I, I try to be open and, or I guess I've learned a little bit more of trying to be open to let people's programs evolve for how they're gonna evolve. Because I think that was the big thing for me is like, I just needed like, like when I said, I couldn't, I had to admit, I couldn't look at the name God because it was, it was so full of old ideas and ego and judgment and pain. But, you know, so in a sense, I don't know if this counts as the, but to me, it was like freedom from any prayer, freedom from any compulsion, just being, just breathe. And I just tried to breathe in that love part. Because really, in the ultimate of it all, that's what it was for me. And when I'm working with a sponsee, I kind of just, this is me today. Uh, you know, I give, I, I give them the idea of what I've done, you know, in terms of writing. And I'm a big believer in literature. And I'm a big believer in the 10th step. And I, I'm simple. I'm really simple where I do like an AEIOU kind of thing and some gratitude at the end. And then I like to journal on the steps or the tradition, whatever it is that I'm working on. And I'm, maybe it's a line, maybe it's just a sentence in a day. It just keeps me in the game and outside of my head trying to solve me something. So that's kind of what I give to a sponsee. And probably that's the thing that I work, if there's any kind of a, uh, not a, I hate using the word rule. I'm like, let's do recovery because we could be friends, but the recoveries in the literature, now I don't care if you pick up the big book and write a sentence on it. You don't have to work a step, but 
let's do recovery. And that's kind of like where I go. Cause it help always humbles me when I'm outside of me instead of just journaling. Thank you, Chanel. Would anybody else like to share? And thank you, Gunit. I'll take a share. Um, hi, I'm Maureen. I'm a compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Thank you so much, Gunny. Um, you had me at that, uh, that uh, you know, oh, wow. You mean you didn't have to eat this food, you know, and like not start a diet the next day? Uh, I am in a place um, and still working on my program. Uh, but I, several years ago, and I've been through the steps a couple of times, several years ago, I was separated from my red light foods. And, uh, and it's like, now I can go down, you know, those promises that come true with, with my, with my red light foods. I can, I can go down the aisle, you know, candy aisle in on Halloween. And there's nothing that calls out to me, you know what I mean? It's like, and I can, when you were talking about serving, uh, uh, like I can, you know, literally have a party and make sure that other people have what they need or what they want. And I'm happy with that. You know, I'm not sitting there like I have a birthday cake in front of me um, usually every year. And, and it's really for my family. And the irony is, is, is actually this this year was monumental. Um, I turned 60 and. We were at a restaurant. My sister says, we didn't, get, we didn't get you a cake because you don't eat it. And it was like, I felt really bummed because I wanted the candles. You know, it wasn't the cake. I wanted the candles. So actually a friend of mine, I had told her about it. And we went out to dinner um, the following weekend. And she had a candle there waiting for me. But, it, you know, the, these are truth to the program. But I think also with the 11th step is like, um, you know, the last time I did the steps, um, uh, my sponsor had, you know, she made sure from the beginning that I did gratitude. You know, I had to, had to have a couple of gratitudes a day and it was something that I was actually doing anyway. But the thing was, is when I think about the 11 step, part of my routine with the 11 step, you know, is it's, it's that prayer and meditation, but a lot of a lot of it also is like when I'm going forth in my day and I feel like I need to uh, connect with my higher power, uh, what really shoots me into that is having that gratitude. You know, I'm praying to my higher power and then because it's always thank you, thank you, thank you for this. Thank you, you know, for showing me uh, how to do X, Y, Z or um, and that's that's the best place I keep in a uh, fit spiritual condition. Um, to be able to, um, uh, you know, work my program. And is was that time? Okay. Seconds left. What? Seconds left. Seconds left. Okay. I had a lot more to say, but that's my time. Anyway, thank you so much for sharing, Guni. I appreciate it. And uh, does anybody else want to share?